0: Happy hump day! Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of She's Taking Over the Podcast. I'm so excited because I've finally decided to move out of my own way and get some interesting guests on here. I'm working really hard to reach out to people to see what value they can bring to our community, how they can help you take over whatever it is that you're looking to achieve in your life and really. Move towards your goals at, at, at the pace that uh, you need, essentially with the intensity that you need to get them. So, if there are people that you would love to hear, if there's entrepreneurs or founders or anybody that you would love for me to reach out to, I am reaching out to everybody. So, um, also do please send this episode or send uh, the show to somebody that you would think would be a great guest, so that they can um, discover me as well, and obviously we can connect that way. But this is all stemming from. Um, Recent sort of developments or a shift that I've had in my mindset and I've spoken about this on here recently in terms of grow where you go and go where the growth is and something that I'm really passionate about is how easy it is to create change in life and in your business by choosing to put yourself around people who can facilitate that change and that's really what I want to do um, with this podcast is to help you learn from people who have accelerated growth in their life, who have done the things that you wish to do and who model the behaviors and traits that you would like to embody so that you can learn how they do it and essentially become a little bit more like them or take a leaf out of their book. When I used to live with my friend Nikki, she said that there was a period of time in her life where she didn't really have good friends or a a big network of friends around her and I said to her, How did you really handle that? You know, there's a, a huge theory that's well known. You are like the five people you spend your most time with. So, who are those five people to you? And if you're not spending a lot of time with people who inspire you, how can you learn from them, listen to them, read from them, connect with them, engage with them, and put yourself in their network, in their proximity so that? they can become one of the five people that you spend your most time with. You don't have to be your personal friends. And I thought that was such a fascinating way to look at it because just by tuning into a podcast for 20 minutes a day or half an hour a day or whatever it is, you can get a lot back from it. You can get a lot of growth. You can get a lot of insight. You can get a lot of just confidence that you are on the right track or that you need to shift. And that is really what I'm here to do. Recently, I've been going through this myself. I have... Uh, booked a trip to London to work with our new CTO who I'm super excited to be working with and just by booking the trip and putting it out there, opportunities are starting to present themselves. I've been asked to present on podcasts um, or speak on podcasts and to connect with people over there and now I realize that there's people in the UK that I feel I would love to reach out to and get on a podcast. One of them is Christy Seller. I would love to have her on the show. So If anybody listening knows of anybody who can help that happen, help make that happen, I would be hugely appreciative of it. And then I kind of got to thinking about the network effect and what is that and how how does it work and how can we use the network effect to grow? And in so many ways, it's not what you know, it's who you know. There's been a lot of doors that have been opened for me and opened for others because of the ability to share and communicate your message with somebody who knows somebody who can help you. And you never know what's going to fly across that person's desk next or what opportunity presents themselves to that person that you could be top of mind for just because you've reached out. And just by brushing shoulders with people being in the rooms of people who inspire me and have what I want to have and are doing what I want to do, I've really been able to level up my own life in the last couple of years, last few years. When I think about it, environment is really everything. And I've been able to elevate growth, elevate and grow so much because I've been able to move and network around different groups of people who have expedited my growth in business personally, professionally, and in my own healing journey as well. And It comes back down to the confidence to put yourself out there. I spoke about the power of leveraging and networking when you are starting a business, getting your first clients, the value of reaching out to your network to say, hey, this is what I'm doing right now. Do you know anybody who would be interested? Do you know anybody who needs? Insert the problem that you solve with the solution and the goals and desires of your ideal client. And go and ask the people who know, like, and trust you if they can present an opportunity to you just by sharing uh, your business or your message with somebody else because the power of a third party referral is huge. So it's a really great way to grow, which is to leverage your audience and your network and, of course, putting yourself out there. And that goes both ways. It also goes with growth. Yes, you can get something back from people, but I also really love to ask how can I help? What can I do? Who else can I serve? Is how can I be better? How can I be faster? And when you have that mindset of of genuinely seeking to grow and learn and to to work with more people, there is a much more genuine feel about you and your outreach instead of just reaching out to people because you're desperate to make a sale. And it it came to my attention this morning. I was really thinking about the power of language, the power of the language that we use. And I went for a run today and I ran seven kilometers for the first time in my life without stopping. I ran six kilometers last week for the first time in my life without stopping. So I'm getting better week on week. I'm running further. I'm more consistent. I wasn't so red afterwards. I was breathing fine. But it was really funny for me to have this moment of I'm going to call it footpath wisdom. I've spoken about yoga mat wisdom before, but I realized that I could do the thing. The thing that I've always said, I'm 30 years old and I've always said, I'm not a runner. I can't run. And it just took a little bit of perseverance. I decided to start running. I think I bought my shoes two months ago and I was away for three of those weeks. So I committed to doing the thing. I started running and I really had to change the way that I spoke about this particular task. And there is a carryover effect. Uh, This this can be experienced in all areas of life. However, I noticed the head noise. I noticed the fear. And it's kind of like the episode that I did recently on creating content where that's your fear that's holding you back. And I invite you to look at the observe the language that you are sharing and speaking to yourself and to others because it's there that you really hold yourself back. I can't, I could never, I'm not, I don't, it's hard, all the rest. The most powerful words I believe you can say are I can because whatever follows that um, opens up the opportunity for you to reach out to people, to do the thing, to learn new skill, to accomplish a task, to dedicate your time to it. And that is where the power of language is hugely important. I always hear people say, if you want something, you've got to put it out there, ask the universe for it, ask and you shall receive. And I never really understood that. You know, I understand manifesting, I've read The Secret, I've watched the YouTube documentary series, whatever it is. Um, I visualize, I do vision boards once a quarter, maybe. Um, I try and meditate occasionally, but I do journal and the, the thought of visualizing and asking for something from the universe and getting it back to you, to me was just kind of like, I mean, there's so many other ways that I could spend my time that have been proven to be more beneficial in my mind, in my mind, this is the important part. So fine. Don't manifest then, Don't go asking the universe, but it's a very different feeling when you ask yourself I'm going to go for a run. I want to be a runner. I'm learning to run. I am running. I can run. Running is easy. Running is effortless. Running is fun. I'm getting better at running. All very different to I can't run. This is hard. It's just not for me. I'm too heavy. And it's like an earthquake every time I hit the ground. So the way that you speak to yourself is hugely important because if you lead with I can versus I can't or I haven't or I never or I wish, you are telling a very different story. And When starting out, working with a lot of the startups that we are scaling up at Big Appetite, this is something that I really do notice. Now, I'm not an NLP coach and I'm not a mindset coach. and I'm definitely not here to hold your hand. However, it is my job to make you aware of where you are holding yourself back in business in certain ways. And I always love to challenge that by saying, whose belief is that? Or where did you learn that from? Or why do you say that? How do you know that to be true? Because a lot of the time in business, there's a, lot of, there's a lack of evidence that holds us back from doing things. However, we say things with such conviction and a huge lack of evidence in itself. I could never, I don't know how, I wish I could. And the same applies to going for a run versus hiring your first team member, hiring your next team member, building your own tech or launching your first product. And I had this moment when I was running through Centennial Park today and I was smiling. I had the biggest smile on my face. And I just thought to myself, I'm doing the thing. I'm doing the thing that for my whole life I thought was so hard. And the reason that I'm doing this thing is because I chose, I decided to get out of my own way to step aside and to do it. So I went and bought running shoes and I noticed the patterns that I have Uh, At the time, I went and bought running shoes. But I noticed the patterns that I have that I actually execute in other areas of my life with success. So here's what I did. I decided I was going to go for a run. I spoke to people about it. (laughs) I first thought, I know I need shoes because I looked at why it didn't work last time. This is a hugely important question, especially when you are in sales or talking to potential new clients or new customers. You've tried this before and failed. Why? This is the objection that they're going to have in their head around why it's not going to work again the next time. So you need to be able to solve this objection with your prospects, with your market, but with yourself most importantly, especially if you believe um, that the objections that you are getting from your target audience are uh, within your power to change. So you need to first have everything, all the evidence that you need to change them. So I looked at why why I failed in the past. Where, where did I need more help? What was it? I wasn't consistent. But to be fair, in my defense, I was in severe pain from the first few times that I did ever attempt to run. So I went to Athletes Foot, working with the experts, don't care how gimmicky it is, it worked for me. And I did the foot scanner and I bought hawkers. This is no sponsored post. However, I was running say, feeling like I was running on a cloud. I'm like this entire time, I've been running or, or, or doing list cardio on the spot, on the cross trainer. And you're telling me I could be running through the park, running on a cloud with my hawkers. Anyway, so my point is I went and got expert advice. I spoke to my coach about wanting to run, asked him what his advice or feedback was. It wasn't anything crazy. I didn't invest in a running program. But then I did join a running club. So, Shout out to Feel Good Collective, clients of ours, friends of mine. They're killing it right now. They've um, really seen huge business growth in the last 12 months. And I was so proud today to be running as part in a part of their run club, smiling as I'm running through the trees, looking at the people around me that I'm leaning on for support. And when it started to get hard, I looked at my watch and it was already six kilometers in. So I'd already beat what I'd done last week because I was having so much fun in the process. I felt safe. I felt supported. I felt encouraged. I saw somebody running in front of me and I was kind of mirroring her pace. And, you know, I remember looking at it half, at my clock halfway through and um, thinking, gosh, this is a lot easier this time around. So how do things get easier? Well, First of all, I asked for help. You get help. It's a, it's a simple thing in life, really. It's not hard to do. It didn't even cost much. It was pretty much free except for the running shoes. I got help. I got the equipment that I needed. I got the gear that I needed, obviously the shoes. And then I got support. And it was not until today that I was in this community of girls running that I thought, this is how you do anything. How you do one thing is how you do everything. And we've spoken about this with creating content in our in my last episode, but also in business. If there's something that you don't know how to do, you go and you do it. You go and get advice. You ask for help. You look for people who have done what you can do. I was running with somebody more experienced than me or more advanced than me, and it made me feel safe. And the more advanced the people are that you put yourself around, the faster that you can expedite growth as you can learn from their lessons and leverage their experience that you don't have. And- It all stems from the language that you tell yourself because we all know how to do something we've never done before. If you think about the simple notion of um, brushing your teeth, right? It's a habit that we now do every day. When we were kids, we were held accountable to brushing our teeth from our parents. And now we do it every single day. So we can definitely change behavior. It's not hard to do. But it starts with believing that you can, it starts with the language that you say to yourself and the ability to reframe that language, to catch what you're saying that's really holding you back and actually flip it on its head. And when it comes to asking the universe, I like to think that you have the power. You are the universe. You are your universe. You are the creator of everything in your space. You chose it. You respond to it you react to it, you continue to stay there, you continue to grow or you choose to move. So you, let's just say you are your universe. If you're not into asking the universe for things, ask yourself and notice the language that you use because something else that I've noticed is if you ask shitty questions, you get shitty answers. If you ask vague questions, you get vague answers. In sales, I don't ever say, how was your day? When I have a new prospect jump on a call, it's boring. And what are they going to say? Good. Thanks. How was yours? Boring. I don't want to talk. I want you to talk. I want to hear as much as I can about you. So I ask longer questions like, what's a, what's a normal Wednesday like for you? How do you start your morning? What have you got on for the rest of the day? Um, who do you normally see in a day? When was the last time that you were learning something for the first time? You know, I ask specific questions so that I can understand more about the person that I'm talking to. It's the same thing when you're asking for things from your universe. If you want to make changes in life, you have to know specifically what those changes are I was actually having a chat with uh, a friend of mine we'll say I won't mention exactly who obviously Um, I was having a chat with a friend of mine and she was saying to me that she just didn't really know what she wanted she was actually talking about dating and she was saying that she was just kind of like open to experiences and keen to meet people and learn from people but all of her dating experiences this year have been shit and I said to her well that's because you're happy with to take anything or you're happy to just put yourself out there because you're so open-minded that you're not actually being specific about what you want. And there's a difference between being open-minded, curious, keen to learn, inquisitive, than just not actually knowing what you want. So maybe you actually just have to tap into what it is that you want and start asking for it. So again, how these things carry over, if it was dating, you say things like, I want somebody who's growth-minded and driven and who works and has family values and works hard for their passion, somebody who knows what their passion is. Whatever it is, you've got to be specific. I like Somebody who likes to cook at night and stay home and read and learn and talk and share inspiring stories and goals and then on the weekends go play and be playful and see friends and explore. These are very specific things. So now that you know my personal list... (laughs) You can do the same thing in business and in life, whether you have a job or a business. And this is kind of how it goes, right? Next year, I want to triple my revenue. I want to have a growing team that allows me to facilitate to triple my client intake. I want to have leads coming at me consistently every single week. I put a quantity on that, by the way, without even feeling like I'm trying. I want thousands of people X amount downloading my podcast. I want people... Um, my clients to be thriving, I want their clients to be thriving, and again, being very specific with what i 'm asking for. I want to have ten clients crack seven figures next year. I want to have ten clients help a hundred thousand people or or whatever it could be, right So being very specific with what you 're asking and lately, I've sort of been through a bit, you know, I lost my auntie and my uncle very suddenly this in October, my auntie passed and my other auntie passed away in May. So I I, I know that it's no secret. I don't say it like a badge of honor, but I do want to be very honest when I say, when people die, you ask yourself these big questions. And I have been asking quite big existential questions. Like, who am I? Where am I going? Why am I here? Am I really happy about this? Is this my passion? Am I living my purpose? You know, who are my people? Where do I belong? These big, serious questions. And I was talking to my therapist about it yesterday. We're really getting quite personal now. But I was talking to my therapist about it yesterday. And she's like, you know, sometimes (laughs) you just don't have to ask yourself such big questions. And I'm thinking, that's not helpful because I do. Um, And she's great, by the way. We did work through this. She was super helpful. And then by the end of my episode (laughs) of my therapy session, I actually went straight back to the start and I was like, oh, my God, I can see exactly how I do it now. See how everything kind of has a a carryover effect or, or, or these patterns that we have. But it's these questions that I realized have really helped me to expedite my business growth and make Uh, or afford me the success that I do have to be so fortunate to be able to go traveling and to hire new people. I've put three new full timers on in a month, which is quite scary, but also very exciting. And I noticed how I don't get scared of these questions in business. In fact, these questions in business, I believe are where the answers lie. You know, if you're sitting there and you just think, surely there's an easier way, listen to that. That's very important. If you're doing something over and over again, you think surely there's a better way. There's got to be an easier way. Does this even work anymore? Do my clients still want this? Why aren't they compliant? Why aren't they checking in? Why aren't they getting results? How come I used to get so many before and afters that I was proud of and now I don't? Why aren't I getting leads? These are great questions to be asking yourself. And I don't feel that a lot of the founders... Of startups actually stop and ask these questions. I feel like they're so busy stressing about the outcome or the answer that they're not asking the question in which you have the power to answer because you are your universe, right? Now, what I mean by that is this. When you ask questions and you're not speaking to anybody and you can't sleep at night because you're stressing over an outcome that you don't know or an answer that you can't find, you are putting the power in somebody else's hand. If you are blaming your clients, if you're blaming your, system, your systems, if you're blaming your team, your tech, the industry, interest rates, the economy, the country, the universe, the world, whoever you are blaming has the power. I've always said that. So when you ask your questions to yourself, you then give yourself the opportunity to answer them. And if ever you do find that you're lying awake, at night, I do suggest that you write it down because it's a much faster way to fall asleep. But really, I love to write these questions down lately and think, what if I can answer that myself? And I try and answer it myself. And that really helps me with finding who it is that I need to talk to or align with or connect to. I love connecting with people, which is one of the reasons why I want to get more guests on this podcast and help you and help myself by asking, how did you do that? where did you learn that? Who inspired that? How did you first handle the thoughts in your head when you said, I can't, or I won't, or it's not for me? And what questions are you asking yourself now? What are the things that you're trying to solve? What are you looking into? What are you trying to do? Because curiosity, that, that childish enthusiasm, that, that, that curiosity to, to uh, that inquisitive nature is what makes entrepreneurship asking yourself these questions, being curious enough to question everything, not accepting anything that as it is. That is entrepreneurship. Imagine if nobody ever thought, what if we flicked a switch and there was a light that came on. Right? Oh no, don't be crazy, it just doesn't work like that. It's, it's not how things are. Or what if you took my car and, and 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 used that instead of a taxi? What if I drove you instead of a taxi? No, no, don't be silly. Nobody would ever get in a stranger's car. We wouldn't have Uber. So Asking yourself these big questions is where the answers to your growth, I feel, really lie. But it again comes down to a language shift with how you speak to yourself. And there are so many amazing techniques to catch, challenge, and change, or stop and spot negative uh, thoughts and swap them. You know, there's psychological NLP tactics. And I've really enjoyed my journey um, that I've had since losing my mom and and working with NLP coaches and therapists and energy healers because I can see how it's helped me in business but also in life, going for runs, doing hard things, hiring new people, going on a country, you know, another country on the other side of the world and investing so heavily into the business. So much, you know, so much goes into Uh, or is going into what is happening with Big Appetite now. And I I don't want to share too much about it just yet. But goodness, have I had to navigate some freaking ugly thoughts. And this podcast is turning into a little mini therapy session from me to me (laughs) because I am my universe. But it's true. I am not immune to ugly thoughts. I woke up this morning and I cancelled my alarm and I reset another one for six. And I was like, I'm not running today. Not today. I'm tired. I deserve it. I've been working late every night. Whatever excuse, which is valid. I'm not saying that's not a bad thing. But then I lay there and I was like, no, I'm so excited to go on this run. I'm not going on this run because I'm scared. I'm scared that I'm going to embarrass myself. I'm scared that I'm not going to be able to keep up with everyone else. What if I can't even run? I honestly need to give myself more credit. It's highlighting the parts of me that really need some more self-love and self-belief because I'm telling you honestly this morning I was like, "I what if I can't run? What if I hurt myself? What if I fall over? What if I look really weak and not fit compared to everyone?" I was thinking these thoughts, they're toxic thoughts. They're just how they're, they're not helpful and they're not true. And there I was, my first attempt ran 7 gates. And now, because I have the evidence that I did it last week and I did it this week, I'm going to go and probably attempt a 10K run at some stage. And so my point is, in business, the same thing is apply. I've had to catch some of these thoughts I've had. What if it fails? What if it doesn't work? What if nobody buys it? What if nobody likes it? What if somebody beats me to it? What if somebody else does it? Um, What if I can't trust that person? What if they leave? It's always, always going to be there if you sit and and let it fester or if you make time for those thoughts but not time to answer them. So my question to you is when was the last time that you actually tried to answer these questions that you think, these thoughts that pop up into your mind? When was the last time you sat with them and tried to answer them? We do have a free 2024 auditing toolkit. It's really a reflective exercise. I didn't know what to call it. I'd love to call it an audit. Stock take, negative thought, positive thought, stock take, um, toolkit to audit your goal-setting planner. It's a vision boarding tool as well. It's at biguppetite.com. I will link it in the show notes, but make sure that you do get onto this because I want you to answer these questions and I want you to come back to it and, and look at the paper that you write it on. I, su- I suggest you write it. It's a great tool for mindfulness. Journaling both creates and demands stillness. So if you're sitting down writing away from your phone, you're probably going to give yourself better answers. So what I'm thinking you do is you sit down, you answer these questions, you get up, you walk away, you come back and you notice all the things that you are saying, that you are telling yourself that are holding you back. Because whether you do or you don't is entirely up to you. And if you do not stop, if you never quit, you will succeed. My number one piece of advice to anybody in business is just do not stop. Stop at nothing. Do not quit. Just keep learning, keep trying, keep testing, keep reaching out. And if you can look back, the last period of time, last quarter, last 12 months, and say, I did everything. I did everything in my power. I gave it everything. I spoke to everyone. I asked everyone, you know, for help. I asked people to network. I, I asked people to refer. I put myself in front of as many prospects and potential clients as I could. I engaged with my clients. I asked how I could be better. If you've really, really done absolutely everything in your power, and it's not working, then you have a whole lot of data to start making more data-driven decisions from moving forward, and you will succeed if you do not stop. So that is my advice, and I would love for you to just sit and notice the things that you're telling yourself that you can't do, whether it's going for a run, going to London, hiring a CTO, building your own team, building your own tech, and changing the world, whatever it is, I want you to notice what comes up for you, because This podcast is called She's Taking Over for a Reason and it's really to empower everybody who is listening and to equip you with the tools and the know-how that you need to expedite your growth. So as always, thank you for tuning in. I would love to know who you want to see or hear on here next. Thank you as always.